You're listening to Gaiman's podcast, GPod News. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. On today's episode, we take a look into how same-sex marriages reduce the number of LGBTQ suicide deaths, answer your questions and more on this Friday, January 24th, 2020 episode of Gaiman's podcast, GPod News. Welcome, welcome. It is Friday, January 24th, 2020. Um, I probably sound different. I'm actually recording in a different location than what I normally do because um, we did have a, a death of, you know, my my dog, Lily, um, which was very, it, it's still hard. Um, I'm questioning whether I did the right thing and you know, if we could have prolonged it, I mean, is it something that, you know, we didn't want her to suffer, but I'm still questioning all of that. I'm still not okay, but I need an outlet so that I can try to get over it and just do daily things. But if you guys have ever been to, you know, the studio or have, you know, um, seen how we do, uh, um, product photography with models, you know that Lily has always been around, she's always with me, and that's the thing, is that now, where do I go to, I don't want to ex- ex- escape her, but it's like, you know, what can you do to, you know, try to reduce your feelings, and it's not a feeling of a broken heart, it's because that there was so much love that it overfilled my heart, that it's worse than, you know, someone breaking your heart it's because you miss someone that just gave you so much love that I don't know you just can't you just can't get over it so I'm gonna try not to cry I've been crying for days in fact I can't even produce any more tears which uh sucks because then your your eyes get so dry and I'm already having a I'm old I have a hard time seeing as it is so um if I'm extremely bitchy about today's question that's probably one of the reasons why I'm still going to try to be focused and as logical as possible but um yeah so I'm not actually in like the studio area today I'm not doing so good I mean I guess you can get you know a broken heart does cause some issues including you know rapid rates of the heart there's also some um other things that could possibly happen and Um, I'm trying to not have that happen to me, uh, but I, apparently that is a possibility and one of the reasons why I can't do it in the studio today. So anyways, let's get to the question of the day. Sorry, I feel like a, no, no, no. I was going to say something derogatory. I probably shouldn't say something derogatory. Okay, let's get into this so I can clear my head as well. So this is actually a very long question of the day, and but it's very important because I was reading it and there's a couple of things that I actually looked over and um, I, tr- I did text the guy that did um, ask the question already um, and whether he liked it or not, you know, he whatever um but uh i'm going to actually answer the question on 
air now so and i told him that that he's gonna have to listen to the podcast that's one way to make them listen right anyways let's get to the question of the day it says i have an issue i'm 31 and my ex is 58 we have not been together for years now but we both have a special spot for each other we have both told each other we love one another we broke up because we both had to work on some things his compulsive cheating and my drug and alcohol problem anyways this is what happened today i referred to him as daddy and his response was oh don't it makes me feel awkward and weird i have seen his texts and messages on his account in the past he talks like a pig to his fucking twinks and refers to himself as a daddy all the time to them so that's why I did it. Hold on, there's like four pages of this. That's why I'm, <laughs> I have to go. Through. Okay, let's continue. Um, I again referred to him as daddy jokingly in a conversation and he never said anything. So the text today from him was a two-word answer and barely acknowledged my text message from the night before when I used the word daddy jokingly. He then forwarded me a message from a phone company and it showed the guy from the phone company called him daddy at the end. He said it was funny and I agree. I then texted him that he only replies to my messages to show me a message from a random dude that calls him daddy and I texted him that he could uh, piss me off sometimes and to have a nice day. He replied, you too. I then told him I have uh, called him daddy all the time and he was never uh, responding to it. He just ignored me and proceeded to tell me something else. He replied that I'm a prick and he was trying to share something funny with me and I took it the wrong way. He doesn't seem to ever care about my feelings or think a thing um, about it from my point of view. It's always about him. What are your thoughts on this? Okay, first of all, we have a couple issues. For one, <laughs> for one, uh, he told you, and let me see where that is. Is it on the third one, second one, first one? Um, oh, he specifically told you in a text, oh, don't, it makes me feel awkward and weird. So basically, he has already stated that he doesn't want you to call him daddy. It makes him feel awkward and weird. Second of all, you say that you read his messages and chats. That's kind of stalkery. I mean, I know you guys are friends and you guys have love, yada, yada, yada. But that's his own business. What he he has a conversation with someone online or whatever, whether it's public or not on his Facebook or his Twitter or wherever you're finding this information. That's his own thing. You guys aren't together. Um, and that's just one thing where it gets compl complicated. Now, you guys say that you love each other. It's most likely platonic now. I mean, I know that you guys have a history and you're hoping that, you know, something will happen. But does he feel the same? Um, are you not suggesting that you love him in a different kind of way, in a more, you know, intimate way other than, you know, a platonic way? Um, and this is some, some things that you have to tell him. Now, for you to think that, um, uh, and I'm going to quote you, you say, he doesn't seem to ever care about my feelings or things, think about 
it from my point of view. Um, it's always about him. What are your thoughts on this? Now, you need to think about his feelings as well, especially if he already told you that you calling him daddy makes him feel uncomfortable. I mean, he said that way from the get-go, yet you continue to do it. That's kind of disrespectful right there. I mean, he specifically said not to do it. Um, he is being very, you know, very clear, yet very, in my opinion, he is being nice about it. He said, oh, um, you know, don't. It makes me feel uncomfortable and weird. So this is where this situation should have gone. I don't believe that you should have said anything about it. For him texting you something that someone said called him daddy might have been him trying to get you to understand that, hey, you know what, I don't like you like that. This is my own life. And maybe it was a joke. Who knows? But you did call him daddy after the fact that he specifically told you not to. And here's the thing. Same thing with uh, this is all, you know goes into the context of you know um uh does a person uh, want you to do something you know um he specifically did not want you to call him daddy um same thing with you know uh sex nowadays you need to make sure that your partner is agrees and willing and actually wants to do it um or you're actually breaking laws um, with this point, you're not breaking laws per se, but you are be- breaking trust and basically breaking, you know, uh, uh, basic, uh, you know, logical sense. I mean, he did not want you to call him daddy. Now, does that mean that he that he uh, he only thinks, uh, you know, he doesn't think about your feelings and anything like that? I don't see that within this context. Um, again, it seems like the the miscommunication was that he didn't want you to call him daddy, yet you continued. So if from this point of view, it makes you look a little bad, and I'm trying to be as nice as possible, oh my god, it, it really does make you look bad for even doing that. Um, it does make him look a little bad too, because he did send you something with daddy um, in it specifically to you and who really does I mean you can you know scope out your exes all the time but you cannot get mad at them with having conversations with other people online especially if you guys aren't together I mean they have as much of a right to uh, talk however they want to to other people just as you have the ability to talk to everyone uh, someone else with the same ability so for you to get mad because you see something online that was probably not for your eyes anyways it has to do with you know whoever is in that conversation is kind of being oh you're overstepping your role again you guys aren't together you guys might say that you love each other you guys have to talk it out is it platonic is it an emotional love you know what kind of love is it because he might not think the same way and um, you guys need to either A, cut the cord, or, you know, B, come up with some kind of conclusion. Um, and I really want to state this, you gotta listen to, especially if you do love this person, if he tells you not to do it, you don't, don't do it in a joking matter. Whether he, he gets it from other people or not, that's not the point. The point is he specifically told you not to do it so you cannot do it 
um, and you need to respect his opinion on that as well. So that's my conclusion with this kind of scenario in question. Um, of course, there's there's many other things that I specifically don't know about your guys's relationship. Um, I don't think age has anything to do with it, although in an anthropological standpoint, you're 31, he's 58, so there could be a generational thing there, but um, whether he likes to have sex with other people or not, again, is not your business either, because you guys are not in a freaking relationship. So my opinion is, throw it over the shoulder, you need to decide whether you're cutting cords or not with him. And you need to be respectful that of his uh, wishes as well as your own. Um, and you also have to, you know, make sure that you are uh, stating, you know, how you are actually feeling. Whether he agrees with it or feels the same way, don't get mad at him if he doesn't. But if he doesn't, he just doesn't. You know, it could be just a friend thing. It could be, you know, anything. We... Uh, uh, there's so many types of love out there that, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, an emotional love. It could be platonic or it could be sexual love. Um, and you have to, you know, be open to the fact that, you know, there are people out there that, you know, like sex and that's fine. Um, that's them. It's not you. But you need to to decide on your own whether or not you want to cut, cut ties because of that. Um, or if you're just getting mad for him, you know, talking to people and it was kind of, um, very odd how you said, fuck, what did you say? Oh, fucking twinks. That's kind of derogatory. I thought that was kind of hostile on your end when you're writing this, but you're probably pissed off. So I understand that as well. But again, read what he's saying. He does not want to be called daddy by you, period. Don't call him daddy, joking or otherwise. Um, so that is my answer for you. Uh, we'll see how you take it. Um, anyways, when we return, we're going to be talking about how gay marriage can reduce LGBTQ suicides. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Gay Men's Podcast, G-Pod News. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. So, I actually took a longer break, but you guys don't know that, um, and feel a little bit better now after I talked to um, some people, and there's so many people that are just still contact me. I'll get to you guys as soon as I can. I still need to figure out my life, apparently. Um, but anyways, let's get into this discussion, which is uh, reported by uh, Pink News. I'll try to put a link link somewhere. Um uh, I don't know how I'm going to do that today because I'm actually recording with a different type of thing and having someone else do it. So I'll just make a, a note for them when they post it to put this article inside the little, I don't know, caption, I guess it's called. I don't fucking know. I really don't care. Anyways, uh, the number of lesbians and gay men dying by suicide in Sweden and Denmark have reduced by almost half since the legalization of same-sex marriage. So let's talk about this now. When I studied anthropology back in, oh, I believe I took the course in fall of 20, 2006. 
uh, I actually had to take a, a, a cultural sexual humanities course for uh, a degree in anthropology. And I did the LGBTQ suicide study throughout the globe and um, the portrayal of, you know, modern societies versus, um, I don't want to say older societies, but older cultural societies or, you know, less um, uh, populated societies, I guess, um, which was very interesting. I'm going to bring that up anyways, but let's get to this article first, which is basically an article about how um, the legalization of same-sex marriage has reduced LGBTQ suicides altogether. Um, and I don't think a lot of heterosexual people understand this. And there's some, I'm sure, that do have an understanding of, of this. But it is hard when you can't have an open relationship because of your sexuality. And we do understand that. And there's a lot of heterosexuals that are trying to understand that. So hopefully this kind of helps us both out. One, to reassure us. And two, to, you know, let them more understand, you know, what we have to go through because of, you know, just our sexuality. This has nothing to do with the regular things like depression and, um, you know, the loss of a loved one, you know, the loss of anything uh, that, you know, even a broken heart from a breakup uh, could have des devastating effects um, on mental capabilities and thought processes and wanting some of us to you know attempt suicide or go through a suicide and uh this is something that we can now check off the list because it seems to be working you know it's it's weird that one thing same-sex marriage has reduced suicide um and it's not weird i think it's very good that's what i mean by weird but i'm stumbling all my words as usual um anyways let's get into this uh study and i'm gonna try to read it as well as i can of course my eyes are very cloudy so give me a second so uh basically the joint study um by the danish research institute of suicide prevention and researchers from stockholm university used data from national population registration in denmark and sweden um Basically, they compared to uh, periods 13 year, uh, 13 year periods, 1989 to 2002 and 2003 to 2016. Uh, they looked at deaths by suicide of uh, people in same sex uh, marriage or couples uh, during both times and in both countries. Um, they also looked at the period of uh, either legalization of civil partnerships in the time um, they uh, uh, had a legalization of same-sex marriages. So basically what they did was they did a study and they're doing this 13-year uh, period where, you know, they did they, they looked at it by, you know, this is a period where, you know, same-sex uh, civil unions and same-sex marriages was not a thing uh, to when it was actually um, a thing. So, basically, what they have found was, uh, let me see where this is, um, so suicide among, uh, those in same-sex partnerships falled by 46% between the two periods. Um, this is partially due to improved understanding of mental health 
um, as suicide rates also fall by 28% among heterosexual couples. But researchers believe re uh, uh, the reduced stigma influenced by same-sex marriages contributed to the huge drop. So basically they're saying, hey, now that people understand that same-sex marriages are a legal thing, um, more and more people, uh, LGBTQ people, uh, have reduced their, um, you know, wanting to commit suicide because they can't be in these types of relationships, um, which is very interesting. Um, I find it great. And now we look into our own society in the United States, and I'm kind of wondering now what's, what's our, um, you know, suicide rate is LGBTQ people, um, uh, is suicides in LGBTQ people, uh, being reduced or are they increased? Um, and this is going to be hard to do. And one thing that they, I, I don't know if they did during the research when I was trying to figure out their calculations, which you can, you know, call the university and, uh, request, uh, you know, um, you know, a big fat book. And I think is 128 pages of just numbers. Um, they didn't really do a, uh, comparison of the increase in population too. And that's something that we always have to think of is an increase in population does reduce percentages, um, uh, uh, just because there's more people are the same amount of people, you know, uh, um, having suicidal thoughts or, you know, is it really because, you know, there is a new outlook on LGBTQ marriages. Um, and this is the hard part when I did my study in 2006 on, um, uh, and my study was not on marriages, it was on couples. And it did find that, you know, population increase with the numbers of population increase that suicidal um, thoughts uh, was not being reduced, even though that the number of um, cases were, um, you know, increasing. But um, how they did their study was it was like it was decreasing. And um, that's just because their population numbers were so out of, out of whack in 2016. It was hard to do a population analysis. Um, so with this said, what, what is causing the issues with suicidal thoughts in our community now? Or do we still have that stigma of, you know, even if we we can get married it's something that we have to do in the, the you know the sanctity of our homes we can't walk around with you know holding hands and um you know doing a peck on the cheek or you, you know in in public or something like that because we look around and we still see that i live in california and it is still hard to do that here um but i think this study brings us hope in knowing that hey same-sex marriage is being recognized in the United States. It's being recognized. Um, some other things are being done to reduce that recognition or trying to do, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think for the most part, individuals do understand that, you know, every who cares if he's gay? I don't even know him. I think if more under, uh, people understood that, you know, it's not their life, um, it's theirs, you know, it's the, the, the other person's, then maybe it'd be a, a better world. 
Um, and also, you know, what your whatever your standstill with a religion, a religious outlook does contribute to the negativity on LGBTQ relationships. And that's something that we some of us joke about, but that is something that we really have to deal with. And, you know, am I a religious person? Again, I studied anthropology. I studied so many uh, religions, a couple religions I actually do believe in their basis on. Um, but there's a lot of religions that do not allow homosexuality. Um, if we look at the Middle East, this is one big one where, you know, homosexuals still get hung. Um, they get stoned to death. Um, they get beaten. They get put in grounds with their heads out at the top and trampled on by, you know, cattle and stuff like that. This is actually stuff that is happening in 2020. Um, so what's the studies there? How are we going to do those studies? Um, but the light is, is that places in like Denmark and um, Sweden, that there is a reduction in suicide rates for LGBTQ individuals specifically related to the time frame of you know legalization of marriage and um, civil unions so that is a positive that really is a positive um so now here's your goal um i want to hear from you guys and i want to know you know uh what what are you happy with in your community and tell me if you're from the United States just your country uh, if you're from the United States if you're from Canada you know as an LGBTQ person or even as a straight individual um, what do you see that has improved on reducing um, stereotypes like marriage what has improved and then tell me you know what you would like to see change you know for me in the United States I really do see that we still can't hold hands, even in California. And California is very progressive and they're supposed to be very open. But honestly, you know, even in the streets of uh, Hollywood, we still get, you know, backlash for just holding hands. Um, so is that something that you see that, that we have to work on with um, being okay with the fact that you will see LGBTQ people holding hands doesn't even matter. Do you even know these people? Why does it matter to you? Um, and also, if you are in a uh, um, LGBTQ relationship, um, do you feel safer now than what you were in the past? For example, in 2006, I was in LGBT. I was in a relationship with a guy, and he lived in. Um, uh, uh, Las Vegas, and I was there, of course, you know, doing some stuff at um, UNLV, uh, but we did try to hold hands on the bus, and we got mixed emotions. Um, uh, some people just didn't stare at us, they didn't really care. Other people were smiling and like, oh, you guys are so cute, and then there's a couple of people that wanted to kill us and all that stuff, but... I mean, I was never assaulted. I think when they see a big man and I'm pretty broad shouldered that they're like, fuck, we're not going to touch him. Um, but maybe they want to do. I don't know. Maybe I just get out of situations. I don't know. Um, compared to today, 
Now, with today, I still have a hard time holding my partner's hand in public. Um, and this could be just me, or it could be the fact that I'm still afraid, or what I see contributes to that. Um, but here's a story. I was in uh, Long Beach for um, Halloween, and there's this club that I've been to a couple of times, and around the club was uh, okay, but in back of it was this apartment building, and I've noticed that couples would not hold hands when they parked their cars over there and then they'd walk over and you'd have to like pass the 7-Eleven or something. Once they hit the 7-Eleven, that's when they can start holding hands and be lovey-dovey and stuff like that. But it was just on those side streets that they had a hard time doing any of that. And that's something that I've noticed um, too. So what are some fears that you still have? Um, and what are some things that have, you know, became more, I don't know what the word is, um, that you believe that have been broken. That's a good thing. For example, you know, you now hold hands in public and you couldn't do that, you know, a couple of years ago. Let me know that all that information, let me know where you're from too. Uh, just the country. I'm very, I'm very, you know, curious about knowing everyone's um, situation and uh, all that stuff. So that's it. Same-sex marriage apparently does reduce suicidal thoughts in LGBTQs uh, individuals because, you know, it's hope that we can we can now get married. We don't have to hide behind this uh, black curtain. Well, it's probably going to be like a velvet-lined, you know, multicolored curtain that we hide behind because, you know, we like... We like nice colors, but um, yeah, just let me know what you what what you fear and what you have seen change. Um, with that said, that's gonna be it for this show. I will be doing a show next week. I think I'm gonna be changing my times though. Um, I do have this project coming up. I don't even know if I'm in the right head to do the project. But I'm going to be doing um, a couple more uh, voiceover things and radio shows and um, stuff like that. And also, I'm you know redoing Mel Trunk completely to where um, it's not going to be a retail store. It's just going to be a manufacturing company. And I actually do have a couple of retailers, big retailers, that really want our stuff. And... I'm excited about that, so I'm going to be a little bit busy, but I want to move around the, the show, maybe do a Friday show and a Monday show, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, I do want to make sure that I do this show consistently because it does make me feel better a little bit, and I like talking to you guys. Well, I like talking to myself, apparently, because I don't know if you guys are listening. Well, I do know that people are listening, but anyways, that's going to be it. It is Friday. If you're going out clubbing, have fun drink responsibly um tip your drivers or whatever um you know don't drive drunk yada 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 make sure that uh whoever is your dd that they don't drive drunk because you guys have to stay around or i won't have any listeners that was a joke anyways uh if you wanted to uh follow us on facebook twitter or instagram it's at gaymans podcast you can go to gaypodcasts.com that's g-a-y-p-o-d 
C-A-S-T-S dot com. And you can actually, um, you know, see what social media sites we're on. You can submit questions via the, the question thing there. Um, you can also get uh, show information on where we are uh, on, on like Spotify or iTunes and all that stuff. Um, you can phone in your question at 949-783-8514, extension 4. Or you can text your question to 949-783-8514. Standard text me- message rates do apply. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, which some of you guys have been asking about, it's at Mike Dean Roberts, M-I-K-E-D-E-A-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S. And I do have another Twitter page uh, that I might um, tell you guys about later. It's kind of naughty. Wink, wink. Um, but anyways, uh, that will... I guess you guys can ask for that page. I'll give you that information as well. Um, That's going to be it for the show. You guys have a fun weekend. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.